0: Welcome to this Dealers Edge online training program featuring Chris Hill with a workshop on how dealerships can benefit from pay-per-click advertising. We'll learn how it works along with the basics of a properly managed PPC campaign. Chris Hill is Director of Digital Operations with Aronson Advertising, and I'm Mike Bowers with Dealers Edge. We recommend that you have a hard copy of today's handouts available. If you don't have a hard copy, you can download the handouts by clicking on the link that you'll see in the chat box to the right of your screen. And as you heard, we are recording today's workshop and the recording will be available in your Dealers Edge online library early tomorrow. Our presenter today, Chris Hill, will cover his subject in some detail, but you may need a clarification or have a question on a specific topic and we need you to ask those questions. Chris will be happy to answer them. To ask questions, use the chat feature on your toolbar, send the question to me, and I'll ask it for you. We'll be moving quickly through today's material, so be sure to take plenty of notes, and I can't emphasize this enough, this is your chance to ask questions of an expert. Now for today's program. We have a very interesting topic and an excellent presenter today. If you check the speaker's topics at the various car dealer conferences, from just a couple of years ago, you'll see the trainers and consultants were trying to steer dealers away from pay-per-click programs. After all, if your search engine optimization and search engine marketing programs were set up properly, why would you need the added expense of pay-per-click campaigns? But things change and sometimes they change very rapidly. And now those same trainers and consultants are encouraging dealers to include pay-per-click as an integral part of their overall digital marketing strategy. The key, as always, if you're using a PPC strategy, is to maximize the number of quality leads you receive, and that's what today's workshop is about. As I said earlier, our workshop presenter today is Chris Hill, a pay-per-click expert from Aronson Advertising in Chicago. Today, Chris will offer us some real-world updates on what dealership managers can expect from a properly managed PPC campaign. We'll define some branded keyword search terms Chris will show us examples of dynamic used car PPC ads, and most importantly, we'll see how PPC ads are graded, ranked, and presented to a searching consumer. And we'll gain a deeper understanding of the importance of relevance and quality scoring. So now let's welcome Chris Hill to Dealer's Edge. Chris, why don't you take over from here?
1: Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, hello, everybody. I am Chris Hill. I am the uh, Director of uh, Digital Operations for Aronson Digital out of Chicago. Uh, as Mike alluded to, I'm going to be talking to you guys today a little bit about uh, uh, pay-per-click, how it works, uh, how how you can apply it to your dealership, and basically ways of of kind of grading or um, judging how your current pay-per-click is doing and uh, different options you might have in the future. So uh, let's get right on to it. Uh, again, my name is Chris Hill. Um, when uh, when I started uh, digital, uh, I was about 12 years ago. Um, I was a freelance web designer on my own time. Uh, I also sold cars. Um, I would say about seven, eight years ago, I decided to move all my uh, all my focus in the uh, automotive world into the uh, the digital side uh, of the uh, you know of the spectrum. I started as a uh, BDC manager, moved my way up to an internet manager, uh, and most recently, about two and a half years ago, I was the e-commerce director for the 20-point very large group here in Chicago by the name of Bill Jacobs Automotive. Uh, So I do have 12 years of retail um, uh, retail automotive experience. Uh, I joined Aronson Advertising or Aronson Digital about two and a half years ago, where we started as just a two person company and then we now represent uh, over 150 clients uh, all the way up to the largest uh, Porsche and Acura dealers in the world, all the way down to single point Suzuki stores. I do speak for all the NCM 20 groups, NADA, Digital Dealer, uh, Forbes Agency Council, we are a Google partner, uh, finishing top 51 in the country uh, for last uh, quarter, Uh, SMX and obviously Dealers Edge, So that's a little bit about myself. We're going to get right into uh, the pay-per-click portion of this. Uh, And at the end, my contact information is there, so you'll have an opportunity to write that down if you wanted to ask any questions of me later uh, or if you wanted to reach me. So Google, uh, the way Google uh, grades your ads and the way that uh, they serve your ads is extremely important to you. Uh, the way they do this is they they give you a quality score. Now it's basically a way for your ads to be uh, graded by Google. When you give Google a good quality ad, they reward you for that. Now, when if we were into Google right now and we started searching things about uh, you know baseball bats or baseball uh, you know in general, and we started getting ads about uh, you know volleyball or or soccer the ads would be irrelevant and thus uh, score very low on the quality score spectrum of Google. Now here, as you can see on the quality score spectrum, you have uh, vertical quality score tax. So we're gonna come back to that. Historical performance, click-through rate, and overall account quality, all right? That all being said, it's all after, uh, after the fact. So you, you can't have any type of account quality or any type of uh, overall click-through rate or overall account quality without running the account. So you have to the far right there, ad copy relevance, keyword relevance, and landing page relevance, all right? And we're going to talk about what those three things are. So we're going to go and uh, kind of uh, push that right towards um, the automotive world, all right? So when I go into Google and I type in, say, Chevy service Malibu, all right, I expect to have an ad that's about Chevy and service on a Malibu. The ads should contain the keyword Chevy service Malibu, and it should take me to a landing page that, that hosts a page about the service on a Chevy and a Malibu. So when we go into actual pay-per-click ads, you can see a poor quality score ad uh, has, is missing uh, a few portions of what Google wanted, wants it to provide. So we went in and we typed in Chevy service Chicago. Now that being said, we should be getting ads based upon service for a Chevy in the Chicago area. So the first ad that comes up here, as you can see, is Phillips, which is a, uh, I wanna say, it's a stop, top 75 Chevy store in the country. As you can see, they do not have an ad that has anything to do with service in Chicago. However, they are a Chevy dealership. So. Uh, when it comes down to grading this ad as Google, Google sees that this consumer was looking for service in Chicago on their Chevy. Phillips did not serve an ad that was relevant or as relevant as it could be, and thus graded very low and will cost more per click. Same thing here with Chevy, uh, of, um, or Castle Chevrolet. They say uh, full service Chevrolet dealership. So they did actually contain the words service and Chevy However, uh, they didn't offer any type of uh, campaign along with it, uh, and their landing page here goes directly back to their home page. Now, on the other side, you have high-quality scores. High-quality scores being as we asked about Chevy service. These dealers offered a Chevy service-based ad. They took them to a Chevy service-based campaign or page, and they're making offers or value statements about the Chevy service in their, uh, in their ad copy. Not only that, they have nice uh, click-to-calls and nice uh, links um, directly to directions of the dealership. So when we go back to overall account quality, you can see that these ads on the left had poor ad copy relevance, poor keyword relevance, and poor landing page relevance. That means you have a lower quality score. When you have a lower quality score, you pay a higher vertical quality score tax. So Google basically rewards you for giving a better ad. So when I come in and say, hey, I would like a new Infinity QX60 lease, in your ad, you should be offering a QX60 lease, not just saying that you have a QX60. So as you can see, as quality score increases out of that one through 10 spectrum that Google uses, you can see that your ads are discounting. So if you have a $10,000 pay per click budget and you're receiving $2 a click on average from Google, you're receiving 5,000 clicks roughly a month. Now that being said, the same thing happens when you increase your quality score. Your ads now are down from $2 a click to $1.50, $1.25 a click. Now you're getting what, 25, 35% more traffic and what did you do? You weren't spending more money. You were just increasing the quality of the ad that was being presented so as you can see in that grade scale there, the lower quality, the more you spend, the higher quality, the less you spend. So being with an agency or somebody that's controlling your pay-per-click, even though you might be paying more for an, a, um, a better management, you can see that uh, a poor management will actually cost you almost you know, anywhere from 25 to 400% more for the exact same ad if it was done on poor quality. So the quality of your ads means a lot. So really, the, the, the overall answer to the quality is giving the consumer exactly what they're asking for. Now, a lot of the way that the the is run right now is through a programmatic solution. Now, programmatic means a software that's written to manage your pay-per-click campaigns. So it works a lot like an eHarmony profile or a Match.com profile. And I've never, I've never used one of these. I've been married 12 years, but I understand the premise. So they use algorithms, and what I'm going to do is say if I go in there and I fill one out, okay, I'm Chris Hill, I'm 34 years old, I'm from Chicago, Illinois, I like sports, cars, yada, yada, yada. Now what that's going to do is it's going to take the information I said about myself, and it's going to go and it's going to use that information in their algorithm to match me with local singles in my area to have the similar relevance and set me up with them. So this exact same thing happens when a programmatic solution comes into your dealership. They say, okay, we'll get you up and running no problem at all. So what they do is once you've signed up with them, they go into the programmatic solution. They say, okay, we are a Toyota dealership in Chicago. We sell these makes and models to, this, uh, to these, uh, area, these cities, which is your PMA, your prime market area. So they'll list these cities and the state you're in. And then finally, we offer these services and these parts. All right. So what that's going to do is it's going to use that exact same algorithm, just like the eHarmony profile um, I was referring to, and they're going to match your ads with people in the market that are searching for relevant, uh, you know, relevant-based searches. So uh, you know, new leases, new vehicle, vehicle dealers, uh, whatever your make and model is, along with dealer and those keywords. So that all being said. The the overall quality of the ad increases when you ensure that the what you're giving the dealer or I'm sorry what you're giving the consumer is on point with what they're searching. It's very simple. Now the, at the end of the day, these programmatic solutions, unless somebody's calling your dealership or calling and getting a hold of somebody there and saying hey, or you're getting a hold of them and saying hey, here are my offers for this month. All right, here are my deals, here are my incentives. You can assume. That you're not running any type of real, um, you know, uh, call to action or customized, um, customized ads. So let's keep going. Branded campaigns. Now this is a uh, now this is a pretty a touchy uh, topic for a lot of people because a lot of people will go in to say why you need to be doing branded campaigns. Uh, branded campaigns are basically when you buy your own name in Google. All right. So if you're uh, let's say St. Louis Chevrolet. All right. Buying St. Louis and Chevrolet because there's a lot of other Chevy dealers around St. Louis wouldn't be considered a branded keyword search term. However, if you're the only Chevy dealer in that city and your name is that city name or your name is, let's say, uh, Jackson BMW or Jackson Chevrolet, those are branded. So when you buy your own, uh, your own name, what you're basically doing is cannibalizing your SEO. So when someone goes in and types in the name of your dealership and you come up on a pay-per-click ad, just like here, all right, every single time that someone puts a keyword search term up here into Google and Google comes up with the result, whatever you decide to click on is where the authority goes on this search. So if every single time someone typed in this, and then decided to click on this, which is the Google organic result, which converts or gets the click 80 to 85% of the time, unbranded 90 to 95% of the time, all right? All the authority would have passed to here. However, authority can't pass through paid. So as you see, Santa Monica Lexus decided to buy their own name. Now, if I was to cover this up, all right, and this did not exist right here, who would get that click? Lexus of Santa Monica. So if I walked into Lexus of Santa Monica right now and I said, hey, listen, I'd love to bring you guys $5 ups today. Now, we all know how we close on the floor when somebody walks in. A $5 up, I'll do that all day since I'm paying $25, 30 a lead. Now, I walk, now I walk out and uh, the, you know, the dealer goes, okay, $5 and up, we have a deal. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to walk out here to the corner of the street, right? And I'm going to sit right at the, the edge of their lot. And I'm gonna wait for people to turn on their blinker. Now, as they turn on their blinker, I'm gonna run out to the car and I'm gonna write down their name. And at the end of the day, I'm gonna come back to Lexus Santa Monica's GM and go, hey, here's all the people I brought you. you brought me, I brought you 55 people today, you owe me $5 a head. Well, the GM's gonna look at me and go, hey, well, you, all you did was stand outside and take credit for people that were already coming here. This is exactly my point, all right? How many times do you type in Best Buy or where you wanna go in Google and completely change course and head somewhere else. Google says five to 10% of the time on a branded keyword search term. So 90, 95% of the time, this dealer is getting this click when they put that in either way. However, if you set up an ad there, you're cannibalizing the authority that goes through, you're bidding up your own name and using your budget where you would have already gotten a click. Now you ask yourself, why would your pay-per-click people ever do this if this was a bad idea? I understand that question completely. However, you have to go back and look at your pay-per-click campaigns. Take a look at the breakdown of keywords Now, what you're going to see is Lexus of Santa Monica is gonna use 25, 35, even 45% of their own budget, all right, to sit here, all right, uh, to sit here and buy their own name. Now, Lexus of Santa Monica is not out to do this. They're pay-per-click providers doing it. Now, Their pay pay-per-click providers not out to get them either. However, what happens in a programmatic solution is they find the most relevancy on your website exists under your own name. So what better of a match for anybody to put up, all right, other than your own name? So what they do is they sit there and continuously siphon off organic traffic where you would have had authority and make you pay for it. Now imagine 25 to 45% of your budget. If you stop this today and you go and you tell your pay-per-click provider, I wanna put all my branded keyword search terms, all right, budget out where I wasn't getting traffic before. I wanna put it on my competing dealers names. I wanna put it on cities and places and searches that I've never had before. That is what your budget and your pay-per-click should be doing, where you aren't showing up organically. And when I say organically, this is organic, all right? Google result number one, all right, and below. These are all organic, all right? But that being said, this is paid. So if you're not showing up organically, you need to buy that traffic until you do, all right? So a lot of people will go, okay, Chris, I understand that, but what if a lot of people are buying into my name? Well, I understand that question as well. Now, Google says on a branded keyword search term, all right, there is a 90 to 95% chance that this consumer is going to go to this store, all right? Now, that means that you're protecting a five to 10% chance with 25 to 45% of your budget. Why don't you take that same budget and go and set up on all your competing dealers? Okay? They're coming to you. All right. That's what this means. Now, sometimes it gets really crazy. Sometimes you have multiple points and you see them start bidding against each other. So I'm looking for a Grossinger Chevrolet. Now there's a Grossinger Chevrolet in the city and there's a Grossinger Chevrolet in Palantine, Illinois, and in Chicago, Illinois. But you can see these two factor this factory site is bidding on the same as their third party site. So these two are bidding up against each other, all right? Now, if you're already covering it, and hey, don't get me wrong, I understand the Chevy dealer, Digital Ad Package, the DAP package. I understand that Cobalt does a lot of this stuff for you, okay? However, when you have a third-party pay-per-click provider, you should be able to control when, where, and what they say. So there's no reason why you should be bidding up just because, oh, Cobalt does this, we, we just do it too. That's unexcusable. You should be using your money or being able to direct your pay-per-click any way you see fit. Not only that, your pay-per-click provider should see the overlap here and go, hey, this is a bad idea to just bid up your own people. Now, that's the key, next key point. Your pay-per-click provider should see this. If you're on a programmatic solution, your pay-per-click provider doesn't exist. There isn't somebody that's going in there and fixing this. Why? Because it's an algorithm. It's not a person. So when the, you don't have somebody dr- back there invested in the uh, success of your campaigns, you won't see that success, all right? So let's uh, let's move on a little bit. Branded for mobile, all right? I'm, I was 100% against branded, okay? I don't do branded, I think it's the way that pay-per-click companies, I thought as a dealer that I was being cheated when it came to branded pay-per-click. I thought that I was buying the results. And if you go and look at all your pay-per-click results, all right, go back and look at them and look at your click-through rates, all right? Your CTRs, click-through rates. That's the the um, the uh, math problem of how often your, how many impressions your ads get and then how many times they're clicked. So if I show it uh, 10,000 times and it's clicked, you know, Or a thousand times and it's clicked uh, 10 times, all right, it's one per, you know, 0.1%, all right? Um, And that's the way it moves. So as this goes through, what we saw was on, as Google makes changes to pay-per-click and to their system, which they make four to 600 changes a year, all right? We noticed on mobile that the organic had dropped and it had dropped down four slots all right, four slots on search. Now, if I, you go and Google something on your phone right now, like Chevy service, all right, or uh, something with uh, heavy pay-per-click campaigns on it, what you're going to see is you're going to see pay-per-click results, four of them on your phone, and you have to scroll all through those before you get to organic result number one now remember what i said organic result number one is key but however when you have someone on a phone who wants an easy click to call or an easy click to service all right the creature comforts or the consumer ease of use is going to take priority, and they're not gonna scroll down in their cell phones. Done by A-B testing, by the way. We don't see them scroll all the way down in their cell phones. They start clicking on these. So with everything I just said about branded on the desktop platform is the exact opposite on mobile. All right, only because of the way that Google sets up your ads. You can see how when I have a check engine light or my grandma's my my mother's driving around, and you know they're they're a little bit older and they get a check engine light, they don't know what to do. The first thing they're going to do is they're going to Google the dealership, and hey, look, I googled uh, this dealership and this dealer came up. She doesn't know the difference. She's gonna click this phone. she's gonna call and ask questions, and they're going to set up the appointment. Where's your ad? Where is your click to call? Where is your siphoning of other people's service traffic? All right, so we do agree that branded pay-per-click is good on service-based or mobile-based, or I'm sorry, service-based mobile searches. All right, so we'll keep moving. I want to take you guys shopping, and I want to show you the experience that I, 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 I had recently, okay, um, and it's really a way to bring it back back to your dealership or your business and, and, and realize the difference maker. So uh, I'm going to go shopping, right? So I need a new TV. So I go shopping. Here we go. I'm finding a new TV. There I am. I found a TV I like. It's a Vizio TV for $14.99. I can't wait to buy this TV. Uh, but I've been married, like I said, for 12 years. So I'm going to have to go ask the warden uh, if I have permission to do so. So I go home. I ask the wife permission. I know it's sad, but it's true. Uh, I look back to my wife, she says, okay, yeah, wife approves. I'm gonna go ahead and buy that TV. So I'm gonna go to Google and I'm gonna best buy, I'm gonna Google Best Buy Vizio TV. Here it is, Best Buy Vizio TV. Now what came up? We have after electronics, great deals on Vizio TVs now. Circuit City of Vizio TVs from $13.99. Now remember what I said up here. I found a Vizio TV here for $14.99. This is a very attractive TV. I like it, I'm sold, but I gotta ask permission. So now I went back and I'm searching on the internet. I knew I had Vizio TVs for $14.99 at Best Buy. There they are, I searched it. Hey, look what came up. Circuit City's got Vizio TVs for $13.99. Now Google says on a branded pay-per-click search term, All right, now that's what this is. It's branded because we have Best Buy in here, all right? That Best Buy is going to get this click 90 to 95% of the time, right? However, what considerably changed that spectrum was Circuit City came through with an offer at zero moment of truth they came through with an offer that was relevant to what i was searching and gave me an offer that was competitive in the field all right now look after electronics great deals on visio tv you're an electronics store i know you have great deals or you say you have great deals on electronics so go back right now everybody that's listening go back and search your pay-per-click ads are you saying you have great tvs or great deals on cars or hat Got to come in and take a test drive. We have a huge inventory. Hey, you're a car dealer. Your consumers understand you have cars just like I understand Best Buy has TVs. So what I'm saying is you need to ensure that when you do present your pay-per-click ad, you're not just out there paying to play, all right? Paying to, to go through the motions. You need to have relevant offers where people are searching. These relevant offers will get you that click, and you will get the starting lead or the starting click. And from there, your internet process and the sales process and your conversion process on your vehicle description pages take over. What kind of calls to action do you have? You know, you know, the pricing, inventory, all that type of stuff. But to simply put a pay-per-click ad out saying that we have TVs is a complete waste of money and time. So. This is exactly what I relate to when I talk about you saying that we have great deals on cars. I know you do, you're a dealer. So let's make sure that when we present ads that we're presenting something that is an actionable item for these people to, uh, you know, to click on, to earn that link, all right, to earn that click. All right, so that being said, I went and bought my Vizio TV from Circuit City. And I didn't realize until about six months later, when I was doing another presentation, all right, that this had happened. And that that subconsciously I went to Circuit City simply because I was going to save $100, all right? Now I ended up buying, just like in the car business, when I went to Circuit City, I ended up buying a different TV than that 1399 TV, right? I ended up buying something more expensive. But that being said, that is exactly what happens in the automotive world. So that is what I'm trying to relate to you today. So let's talk about winning that sale when others aren't winning the sale. So here's a great, you know, we'll walk away from the best buy analogy and let's go look here. Malibu, Chevy Malibu incentives, is pretty easy search, right? Let's see who's actually going to give me, and note that I'm in Chicago, so I have a lot of people that will actually uh, return, um, you know, or buy this type of ad, so you get a lot of saturation. So actually, two of my dealers came up in this. I apologize, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, show you. So Chevy Malibu, so Chevrolet.com, their ad here is not as good as it could be, right? Now, I understand that that incentives change from region to region, but I mean, you're Chevrolet. You have the money to have a pay-per-click company that will go and create ads for you. Why not create an ad that delivers the incentive? Well, right below it, one of our dealers did. Mike Anderson Chevrolet. Now, I asked for Chevy Malibu incentives. Did I get Chevy Malibu incentives? I sure did. All right. We talk about the vehicles we have in stock. We have a hyperlinking, click the call, and a web page completely devoted to that car, which increases the relevancy. Now, we're, I'm going to go back for a second. Remember what we talked about on this quality score. All right, my ad talked about Malibu lease. My keywords were about the Chevy and uh, the Malibu. In the landing page, I took them to, let's go back. Where did I take them? I took them directly to a Chevy Malibu page. So my overall account quality, or not account quality, my ad quality here is very high. And thus being very high based upon this, all right, when it's higher, I'm gonna pay less for it, right? So the the higher the quality score, the less I pay. And all it is is presenting the right offer when the people are asking. So I know all this is kind of circling back, right? Well, it all has to do with each other, all right? Now, relevancy on the other end is really an SEO and a a website topic, all right? But basically, you can't go, hey, Chris, I want to run a pay-per-click campaign on coolant flushes. Then we go and say, okay, we're going to set it all up. We're going to put a deal on coolant flushes. I put it out there, and I send it, Google, to a website, to your website forward slash service. Now, on your service page, how many times does it say coolant flush? Probably zero. So how relevant does Google think you are to the word coolant flush? Not very relevant. So when you run these campaigns, you gotta make sure that you have relevancy on the other end. Now what a lot of pay-per-click providers will do is run generic service campaigns to generic service pages because it says service, right? Okay, that gives an okay quality score, nothing near as as optimized as it could be, right? So you gotta make sure that when people are asking or when people are making buying questions that you're there with with, with the answer, be there, you know, how did TrueCard get to where they are? They became a, a resource for people. So every time someone has a question on, hey, how much should I be paying for this car? And by no means am I a True car fan. But that being said, when people ask questions, TrueCar is there for them. So their answer, now Google is an answer engine. If I'm asking for Chevy Malibu incentives, I don't expect you to say we have great deals. I expect to get the Chevy Malibu incentives. And when you do that, Google rewards you for them. So I wanted to also show you, it doesn't make any difference how much you spend on how good you can actually be. So uh, this was my old dealership group right here. Okay, and this is an old, you can see they don't even make these in in yellow anymore. And they're green and they got rid of the entire right-hand side to prep it for product placement. But that being said, this is an old screenshot. Now this dealership since has been bought out But when I started with them, they had seven cars out a month, all right? One of the the lowest, smallest Cadillac points in Chicago, or actually they're 35 miles outside of Chicago, uh, and not a good area. So that being said, like clockwork, $10,000 a month was being spent on my Chevy and Cadillac brands. Like clockwork, 2,000 or 20% of that budget was being spent on new Cadillac Chicago and new Chevy Chicago keywords. So I saw as I set my lemonade stand up in Chicago under those keywords, I had a lot of traffic. Now, if I was to set up my new Cadillac um, campaign in California, would I get any clicks? No, because no one's gonna do business with a Chicago story from California, it's irrelevant. So as you can see, when I, where I am relevant, where I get a lot of clicks, same thing as on your pay-per-click campaign, where you get the most amount of clicks is your most relevant okay, or your relevancy score gets your most relevant. Now, if you're relevant for when people, if you put your ad up here or you put your lemonade stand up and you sell a lot or get a lot of clicks under this keyword, that means you're relevant. If you're relevant, that means you can get clicks through organics. So I created an organic landing page. That organic landing page embodied the keywords and the page titles and the H1 headers inside the body of the content. All right, and this is the dealership out here. That's 35 miles outside of Chicago, all right? However, I was able to outrank dealers that sold four, five, six times as many cars as me a month that were actually in Chicago, okay? And that spent hundreds of thousands of dollars or 150,000 plus on pay-per-click all to buy keyword search terms that I was able to take out with proper organics. So when you go back and you look at your pay-per-click results and you see a high spend on a keyword set, you should focus your SEO there, all right? You know, as Mike alluded to at the very beginning, people didn't want you to go to pay-per-click. They wanted you to go to SEO years back. Now, you should still go to SEO, but pay-per-click finds your relevancy by your spend. Then you focus your SEO there and you stop buying these words. Why? Because this converts at 80 to 85% on non-branded. So I'm getting a better click-through rate as organic than I ever was paying for it. Now I was spending $2,000 a month on these keywords. I was able to walk into my dealer and say, hey, I saved $2,000 a month. What would you like to do with it? All right, this is something you should be actively doing on a monthly basis is going, hey, what words are we spending all our money on? And how are we actively working to reduce spending all our money on those words? That's what organics does for you. Hey, Chris. Sure. Uh, Mike here.
0: Uh, can I ask a couple questions before we get too far beyond them? Absolutely. Uh, early on in today's presentation, you showed a, uh, that chart that sort of lists the important things to Google. Is, is that a report that's available the car dealers that can actually get that data?
1: Uh, it, it is and it isn't, all right? Yeah. So your overall quality score per campaign or even, uh, you know, per AdWord group is available to you. Now, the quality score is. The ad copy relevance, keyword relevance, and landing page relevance, that all is a breakup of the, you know, it's kind of the, the make of the quality scores. So you can tell that if your quality scores are low, one of these is the problem.
0: All right. And second question. Uh, okay, so we want to get we want to turn up on page one of Google, and as close to the top of the page as we can get. And one way is to buy is to buy the spot, uh, and then other ways are to do it more organically. But who who actually is responsible for writing the copy that well, scores high?
1: That's a great question. Um, first off, I just want to make sure you guys all understand that. Uh, the uh, top listings here on pay-per-click, no company can come in and say, hey, we can get you number one pay-per-click spot every single time. This is, when you have three to four of them right here, it's a kind of a lottery. So the three will change. So you'll be number one, then you'll refresh and you'll be number three, and you'll refresh and you'll be number one again. It's just the way that kind of works. Now, to get organic number one back into this type of content that we were talking about, to this type of content is typically written by SEO professionals, okay? Now, there's a lot of, this is a, a whole nother, and I'd love, you know, Mike, if you ever want to set it up, and I'd love to go into the whole SEO portion of this, but mm-hmm. this is SEO. When SEO comes out, you can't have duplicate content. You, you know, you don't want people to, you don't want your content to be anywhere else in the, in the entire internet. So a good way of checking that is to take one line out of it, like from, you know, uh, start to finish, one whole sentence and put it into Google, all right? Now, if Google finds another page with that identical sentence on it, you've purchased duplicate content, all right? Nobody, you know, or somebody copy, copied it. You know, what you're looking for is one-of-a-kind content. Google is not looking for information or duplicate information to fill the uh, fill the internet. They want one-of-a-kind, custom, factual information on the internet, and, and that gives a u- good user experience, all right? So the people that write this, and just to give you an idea how my agency does it, because uh, we tend to go by very, we're, we're human driven, a non-programmatic solution. Um, we have an entire staff of people that just write the content, all right? And that's where they start as junior SEOs. Now, when they move up from there, you go to the SEO platform. Now, the SEO platform are the people that ensure that you have page titles, uh, that you have H1 and H2 headers, all right? That proper in, inbound and outbound insight linking is done. And that you get good calls to actions, like links to inventory, links to uh, converting, links to uh, you know calls to action to convert into a lead. You know these type of best practices. While you can produce this content easily in store, you need somebody with SEO background that understands that hey, uh, you got to ensure that you have a lot of different ways of restating, uh, you know, and re realloc- reiterating your ref or your. Um, I'm sorry, your. Um, relevance to those keywords. So yeah, that, that, this stuff is typically done, um, outside by a third party. Uh, the main thing you want to ask about when you're looking into agencies that do this type of stuff or vendors that do this type of stuff, is this one of a kind content? All right. Do you use any type of template to put this content up? is this content my content after I cancel you or if we ever leave, do I keep this content, all right? This is all stuff that's very important, all right? And then make sure that when you put up a page that you find out where it ranks every single month. Now, I'm not gonna tell you I put this page up and the next month it was sitting number one in organically in Google. This took about three or four months to do. Now, the saturation in the market, how many people are going after this keyword all right, and how many dealers are in that market will kind of uh, judge the the difficulty of taking over that keyword. Does that answer your question?
0: Uh, yes, it does. Thank you, uh, and that's it. Uh, we can move on back into the workshop.
1: Sure. So uh, basically, the next thing I wanted to show you guys was there's different verticals out there other than Google Pay Per Click, and when I say that, basically what I'm saying is um, you know uh, basically. <coughs> Um, Google is like uh, traditional media to me almost at this point. Everybody's using it. It is the most saturated market out there outside of TV and cable and you know radio and all that. It's such a saturated medium. There are lots of different forms of pay-per-click or SEM, which is search engine marketing, that can be used every day. All right? um, Google uh, is a great one, Google Search. Uh, another one I wanted to tell you guys about, and I just didn't have time to create slides on all the uh, on you know some of these things I was remembering uh, just late last night, but Google Customer Match. Google, Google Customer Match. What this is allowing us to do as advertisers is take your CRM or DMS email list and upload it into AdWords, into Google Pay-Per-Click and say if anybody on this list is searching anything about new tires, oil changes, leases, that I want you to exclusively serve this offer to them on YouTube, Gmail, and Google search, all right? Now, this just came out in January, all right? Now, we were piloting it back in November, December of last year, but it just came out for us all to use in January, all right? However, the reason you haven't heard about this is it's people with programmatic solutions have to go in there and write new software to manage it, all right? This is not a difficult program to do. Anybody can do it if they wanna take the time to do it by the hand, all right? But if I'm on that list and I'm not searching anything or I'm not an intender, all right, Google will not serve me an ad. If I am on that list and I am searching, let's say you give me all your emails from all the people that lease cars from you two years and back, Right or we what's we'll call it 18 months and back, because these are people that's leases are about to be up. So you say, hey Google, if anybody on this list searches anything about leasing a car, okay, I want to serve this ad to them. Now it works just like pay-per-click, they actually serve it right in your, your, your Google Gmail right here at the top, and you can see it on your promotionals tab, you see this stuff right here, all right? These ads, all right, are where you're gonna see them, but they're gonna be under primary. All right? Not only that, you're going to see them on Google search, all right, and you're going to see them on YouTube under display. Now, that program, what I'm getting at with this program is it doesn't cost anything else. I mean, it's the same as pay-per-click. It works like, exactly like pay-per-click. The problem is why has nobody brought that to your desk? Why are you hearing about it a year after the program has been released? All right? it's because of programmatic solutions. You guys need to invest in people that actually care about your results and go through them with you on a monthly basis. Because I'm telling you that pay-per-click campaigns fail every single month. And I'm sitting here telling you that mine fail every single month. Not all of them, one or two, uh, every other dealer, maybe one or two a month, they fail then you have to go in there and go, hey, look, it didn't do. When I say fail, I'm talking about didn't meet my expectations or our expectations as a company. They fail. So when they fail, they, you need to go in there instead of continuously spending the same amount of money over and over and over again because you have a report that's up an arrow up or an arrow down, is not something that's conducive to the consistency of your digital campaigns. So when you fail on a campaign, someone needs to bring that to your attention. You need to see that. You need to change that or not do it continuously saying we have great deals on cars is not winning you that search on new lease offers. All right. So when it comes to these different verticals out there, there's a lot of them. Did you know that right now, all right, on pay-per-click, you're looking at on a major metro, just to give you an idea in Chicago, you're looking at anywhere from five to 15, even $20 a click in certain verticals on pay-per-click for Google in Chicago. All right, now in, in median, median range markets, uh, like a St. Louis or uh, even a Dallas, you're probably looking at five to $8 a click. All right, Facebook pay-per-click right now, all right, is running 10 to 30 cents a click. Not only that, you can go through and customize your audience. So if you say, I only wanna run this Honda Odyssey ad to 25 to 55 year old females with an education of x and income level of y i can do that you can do that that's available to you right now and at 10 to 30 cents a click and these aren't just people that like you on facebook it's actually quite the contrary. you're actually delivering these ads to people that don't like you or have nothing to do with you on facebook all right now i'm not telling you that facebook's the end all but when their ipo went live about two and a half three years ago all right, that means that their information is public knowledge. So why we went and grabbed their reporting. Now the click-through rate on automotive, all right, and that's right here on the right-hand side, all right, is up 741% year over year. That means when we served an ad last year, okay, comparatively speaking, they're almost eight times more likely to click on it this year over last year, and it's 65% less cost per click. So if this is mad money and I'm Kramer, I'm banging bells, I'm throwing balls, I'm a buy on Facebook. Why? Because the data shows us that, all right? When the data shows there's fish in the pond and we're all fishing in the same Google pond and I came to you one day and I said, hey, look, I got a pond over here, all right? I have data that shows the fish are biting like nobody else's business. All right, and there's not many fishermen if any in your market fishing in there let's go throw a lure in now a lure being a one dollar lure out of your tackle box or a 500 dollars advertising budget lure is going to find out that uh, what kind of market or what kind of viability you have in that vertical all right you get that by your instant digital results did it work or didn't it work how many clicks did we get? Did was it properly tracked and how what was the return on investment, right? Now, as you can see, there's all types of growth going on in Facebook by fifty percent year over year. All right. Where are you? Are you on Facebook yet? Are you properly advertising your used cars, your new car specials? All right, are you leveraging the power of social media? To your SEO and pay-per-click. Did you know that clicks through from Google? And I know this is going to get a little crazy on you for a second Way back in the beginning very beginning of this I told you that when you create an ad and that ad clicks through to your page All right, you don't you don't get relevancy when this ad clicks through if I were to click here Organic you get the authority from that All right, you don't get the authority from paid. So if let's say I had a really good paid page or new page and i wanted it to be number one in google all right let's call it the, the new lexus supercar page right so we make this page and they want it number one in google for their market all right so what do they need they need click-through rate they need people to click on it when they search it in google so oh let's just throw a whole bunch of money on it and make all these people that are clicking on it just go right through to that page well google says no you can't do that it's called buying relevance however there's a hole in the, in the um, algorithm right now, all right? SC, or, uh, Facebook pay-per-click, when passed through to your site, so if I serve an ad on, on uh, Facebook and it clicks through to your new Lexus supercar page, you get all that social authority. So right now, you can actually take advantage of the authority through paid advertising to basically pay your organic positions up, all right? It's a hole, it will be closed, all right? They update this algorithm four to 600 times a year, all right? But it's a hole in the algorithm. You can pass authority through paid advertising, all right? Google's totally against it, but when there's holes in it, people take advantage until they patch the hole with an algorithm update, all right? so what I'm trying to get at here is there's a lot of different verticals. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can spend your money now. All right. And if you're a Toyota dealer and your Toyota dealership still has, um, you know, even a Lexus dealer still has three birds marketing, walking in grading you on Twitter, go take a look at Twitter's earning reports. Go look at how many people and how many offices they closed down and how they bought vine a year, what, a couple of years ago. And now it's no longer in existence as of what last week. Twitter's dead. The OEM is grading you on your Twitter performance? All right, you're a Toyota dealer. You're trying to sell cars to 18 to 45 year old uh, males and females. That's me, all right? I'm on Instagram and Snapchat. I haven't been on Twitter for months, all right? Other than to tell people a digital dealer it was dead. All right, now it is. But you have your OEM who, who tends to act like they know what they're talking about and hire firms that act like they know what they're talking about to come in and grade you on something that has no relevance to how you're actually doing. But you're gonna get nailed for it, right? So there's a lot of different verticals out there and the most important thing is making sure that you're kind of diversifying your pro- profile. I'm not trying to be a stockbroker here, but I don't think putting all your eggs in one basket where everybody else is putting their eggs too is something that's conducive to digital success. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's what I have for you guys today. Um, I wanted to give you guys my contact information, um, Facebook, Instagram, or I'm sorry, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, um, my company's uh, URL, my phone number, and then uh, Mike, I you know, I'd love to open it up for any type of questions or anything like that. Okay, folks, if you have uh, questions, so go
0: ahead and send them in by chat. Uh, here's one. Uh, You use the term social authority. Uh, What does that mean, uh, at least in the context of today's workshop?
1: Sure. I'm going to bring that up real quick. Uh, And it's uh, a slide in one of my uh, actual product decks, but uh, we'll we'll flip right through to it. All right. That's a great question, by the way. All right. So Google's top 2015 results modifiers. All right. And they're about to release the 16 as you can see here, um, and I know it's a little, I'm going to try to zoom in. Uh, let's see. This will work for us. As you can see at the top here, Google+, Facebook shares, Facebook total, Facebook comments, Facebook likes, Pinterest, and tweets. So basically what they're saying off of this is they're saying that they're using authority from these, these signals, all right, from social media. Here, I, I sit on Google's digital marketing roundtable in Chicago once a month. And when these came out, all right, I went to Google, to the people that run my uh, roundtable, and I said, why did you guys put so much emphasis in social media? Why does social media have so much authority? And when I I say authority, I mean by when you're clicking through to something, okay, uh, you get authority from it. So what that means is if you have a link on Facebook, and they click on it, you get the authority from that link. Now, that authority, meaning that somebody clicked on that link from social, meaning that you get to uh, kind of affect everybody that they're in touch with. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of give you a good example of that. All right. Uh, we're all friends here on Facebook. Okay. I'm looking for a new action movie to watch. So I go on Google and I type in new action movies. Now, Iron Man 4 and Avengers 4 come up right so iron man 4 is on the top and avengers 4 is on the right underneath it however 80 of my friends on my facebook page have liked commented or shared iron man or avengers 4 which was number 2 on my list so that being said and only 2 liked and shared my Iron Man for on Facebook. So that being said, that social sphere of influence, that authority from other people on my Facebook page, moved my ad, or I'm sorry, my uh, organic listing up above my competitor. Now now think about that in automotive space. Mrs. Smith is five miles away. uh, Mrs. Smith is out looking for a new car to drive, or she's Googling a new car or a new dealership, right? She knows she wants a new Toyota. Now, Mrs. Smith is five miles closer to your competing Toyota dealer, all right? But you have 50 friends on Mrs. Smith's Facebook page that like your dealership and only two that like theirs, all right? That being said, that social sphere of influence is going to affect the overall results that come up. So what I'm saying is when you have more people in your market that like you over your competing dealer on Facebook, you get more authority from them locally and socially for SEO. Okay,
0: thank you. There's a lot more Um, to
1: that question, I apologize. It's just, uh, I I can go all day on that.
0: (laughs) Okay, Uh, all right, Uh, next one. Um, For someone who's interested in in doing a better job with pay-per-click, What are two things, what are the two most important things they could do when we hang up today?
1: I think inspecting what you expect. I mean, I know that's pretty cliche, um, but at the end of the day, uh, you need to go in and kind of take what you learned today about branded and about presenting an offer where their searches are and go and kind of grade yourself. See if your ads are coming back with uh, presented offers or if you're saying, hey, we have TVs. All right, and I I know I'm going back to that analogy, but really, when it comes back to it, you got to find out if that's what's going on for you. Not only that, you got to find out um, how you're doing, and and if there's being changes being made based upon the results. So you know, ask your pay-per-click provider. Can I change what I'm doing on my pay-per-click campaigns? And have you changed what you've been doing on my pay-per-click campaigns? And if so, could you show me a couple of those changes? All right, now that being said, I think you're inspecting what you expect out of your pay-per-click provider. And if you don't inspect them, I assure you there are lots of them out there, all right, that charge absurd management fees, right? Like 40, 50, 60% of your overall budget goes to them and the other, you know, 40, 50, 60% goes to uh, Google. That's not acceptable. All right, ask and find out if they're doing it by hand or if a program is doing it. All right, I'm telling you right now that these programmatic solutions are written and I don't wanna get too technical, but they are written on KPIs or key performance indicators that have nothing to do with the automotive industry. And these KPIs aren't adjustable, so they're making adjustments on bids and campaigns for conversions that don't take place in the automotive industry. We don't sell things online, we convert online. So changing my ads based upon how somebody sells a watch online is irrelevant and thus wasting your money.
0: Okay, Uh, John, do you have any questions on your side? No, I'm clear. Okay, Uh, well well, that's the end of our questions today. Uh, So if you think of something you wish you had asked Chris or something you'd like to know about pay-per-click, you've got all of his contact information there right in front of you. Uh, Feel free to give him a call or send him an email. Uh, or be friends with them on Facebook, for that matter uh, And learn a little more about pay-per-click uh, advertising for car dealerships uh, I'd like to uh, remind you that we did record today's workshop uh, And there was a lot of very good information here uh, And and for me, at least, it, it's going to take going back over it one or two times To, to really uh, grasp it and, uh, and, and pick out... Uh, and understand and pick out the important aspects, it may be the same for you. So that recording will be in your Dealers Edge online library tomorrow morning. Uh, Feel free to go through and review and pick out what you need from it, uh, and to share that with other people in the dealership or dealership group. Uh, I'd like to thank all of you for joining us today. Uh, Again, as always, it's not easy to take time out of a dealership uh, day to spend it with us, and we appreciate you spending the time with Dealers Edge and with Chris Hill. I'd like to offer special thanks to Chris Hill uh, for taking his time uh, to put today's workshop together uh, and for sharing his expertise and experience with us. Chris, thank you very much. Uh, And with that, I am Mike Bowers. We'll be signing off for the day. I Hope you can join us next week when we have a little change of pace and we're gonna talk about business math and financial analysis specifically for service managers and we hope you can join us next week. Thank you, and goodbye for now.